to Blast from the Arsenal. Welcome back, Gooners, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. As ever, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, then thank you very much and welcome to the party. Uh, and obviously, if you're a long-time listener, then a special thanks to you for your continued support and for returning and downloading another episode. Uh, as ever, loads to get through this weekend. Unfortunately, not all of it good. Um, but uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast uh, so that you never miss an episode. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Diddly, what is the social media handle they need to look out for? At Blast Arsenal Pod. Indeed, it is. I'm Angelo, your host, and that was just Diddley, my co-host that you heard. Uh, and you'll also find us. Hello, mate. You'll also find us on YouTube as well. Just search for Blast from the Arsenal and subscribe to our channel. Um, now, before I forget, let's get into that time of year. And before we get into the doom and gloom of this weekend, uh, make sure you listen to our episode next week. It's obviously, uh, what, two weeks before Christmas uh, next week. And we will have our Christmas competition where you can win a bundle of mystery Arsenal prizes. Diddly, can I get a ooh? Woo! There you go. So, uh, yeah, why not? Why not? You know, (laughs) get the numbers up. You won't win, but you can enter. Um, So that's that. As I say, plenty to talk through. We've obviously got the Spurs match, which we can't get away from. Uh, and we've got the uh, midweek victory in the Europa League over Rapid Vienna, uh, which we'll come on to shortly. But Diddley, you want to lighten the mood, I understand. Well, yeah, it's uh, been a bit doom and gloom, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> so I thought, why don't we play a little game, Angelo? You love a game. I do. And it's not a game of football. You know, so. <laughs> a little warm-up, get your juices flowing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Bang up for that. Are you going to go high or are you going to go low? <laughs> yeah, you might need to explain this context for people that have not uh, listened to our, uh, our show before. Oh, it's very simple. I'll give you uh, a stat uh, or a figure and you have to guess whether the next one is higher or lower. Simple as that. And this was born out it, of the competition that you brought, what, three weeks ago, was it? Three episodes ago where it was... Uh, Appearances, wasn't it? It was appearances of players during Arsene Wenger's tenure. Wenger's reign, yeah. Yeah, on the back of listening to his or reading his, his autobiography. So, yeah, I might have to do that again at some point because there's some absolute crackers in there, some players. Yeah, yeah, and I fell foul of that. I did not do well. So, come on, it's time for me to redeem myself. What have you got for me? Okay, all right. So, going way back to the 95-96 season. Yep. On there. Arsenal finished fifth in the league with yep. 63 points. Did Spurs finish higher or lower? <laughs> ah, sure. I'm going to go lower. Bonus point, how many points? Okay, I'm going to go lower and I'm going to say 15 points lower. All right, okay. That's ambitious. They were lower. But only on 61 points, two points oh, difference. It will count. So that was a close one. Uh, but they did finish eighth, so three point three uh, positions below us. Yeah. So moving on to the two five two thousand and six season, ten years later, Arsenal finished fourth on 67 points. Where did Spurs finish? 
Uh, well, is this the famous lasagna gate where they finished fifth and one point behind us? Oh, close. Fifth with two points behind oh. again. Is that the famous lasagna gate one? It could well be. I think it's it well sure that's where uh, a dodgy batch somehow got into the uh, the Spurs um, catering team's uh, kitchen and half the sort of first team were out whilst we played the last decider of the, the season so you get Champions League football. What a shame. Yes. All right, moving on swiftly. Ten years later, 2015-2016, Arsenal finished second on Indeed. 71 points, Angelo. Where did Spurs finish? <laughs> they came third Tyra in the two-horse race. I'm sure they did. Uh, I'm going to say lower, third, and uh, I'm going to say three points behind. It was only one point behind, but they still finished lower than us, Angelo. Was it third? It was third, yeah. That was Leicester's uh, victory. Leicester, yeah, Leicester yeah. won the league, yeah. Yes. So, uh, who knows where we'll be I think the. I think the point I'm trying to make here is that that's a 20-year span of Spurs basically finishing below us, right? I mean, granted, now the tables have slightly turned. Um, they've started to finish above us the last few years. But, uh, yeah, you know, they've got a long way to go. Um, yeah, so what you're saying is 20 years is a real gap in in, in the phrase, mind the gap. Whereas yeah. this is, you know, mind the I don't know, puddle or something, you know, it's tiny. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Good. Good game. That's got me in a, in a more positive frame of mind immediately. Good. Good. Just incidentally, that 2015-26 season as well, I noticed that Liverpool finished eighth, 11 points behind us. Yeah. Um, which just goes to show, you know, in five years, four or five years, that's all it takes to turn your team around. So fear not, Gooners. There is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel, providing we get that support from the board. Yeah. I this think. is the but word of anyway. the diddly. This is the word of the diddly. Thanks be to Arsene. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's been 20 years and um you know champions league football top four finishes trophies always been above them so you know you have to take you have to take your losses graciously um and uh, and you're right you know we should look at the positives in a in a poor situation what we don't want to do is be a liverpool team though or, or a liverpool supporters where you're always looking at the past um so uh, but you're right you know klopp it wasn't an overnight thing, was it? You know, it took time. It did take time. I mean, um, his first lineup uh, that he put out in 2015, none of them, none of them get in now. None of them start. Yeah. Or, or they're all more or less been sold. So, I'm like, I'm right. I can even run through that quickly if you like. Go for it. Right. In your lane goal. Yeah. Yeah. They've got Alberto Moreno at left back. Uh, Sacco at centre back alongside Martin Skirtle. 
Nathaniel Klein at right back. And then a defensive mid duo of Emre Chan and Lucas with Milner, Coutinho and Lallana in front. And then Divock Origi leading the line. <laughs> and James Milner's still there. <laughs> he's still there. Uh, he doesn't get in, does he, as much, but he, he's still no. there, yeah, clinging no. on. And um, so but that just shows you. That, yeah. that shows you the job that, that Arteta's got on his hands. Yeah, I mean, all I was going to say was, and this isn't to um, poo-poo your idea, because it's a very, very valid argument, you know. You could argue, though, that Arteta is actually starting at a better base than than Klopp was, in as much as, yeah, I think his team is better than that. You know, the team he's inherited. He's, he's inherited a player that's been top scorer, what, two out of three seasons or something like that in Aubameyang. Um, you know, he's still got a quality. Well, they're not producing at the moment, but you can't deny quality. And when you've got Pepe and you've got uh, Lacazette and you've got Willi- no, 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 maybe he hasn't. No, take that back. <laughs> take that back. <laughs> but I do think he's got a better base than, than Klopp has. And let's not forget, he has won two trophies. Klopp got to, I think, two consecutive cup finals. It may have been the League Cup twice. I'm not yeah. sure. And then uh, lost, and didn't they? Yeah. So, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, and I guess that's the, that's the end of a barrel scraping session. We may as well just get straight into the things. <laughs> Um, right, yeah, we may as well just cut the bullshit. We lost 2 0, we did lose to the better team. Um, but I say the better team in as much as they took their chances when they had them, all two of them, and that's the difference, isn't it? I think mm. that is the ultimate difference. We had numerous chances, probably actually the most creative I've seen us be in terms of opportunity, you know. They, a lot of it came from crossing, so it was a header or a flick or a something. You know, yeah, they were shot the, outside the box. Yeah, they, they really were limiting us to, to outside the box. They almost arteted us in a way. You know, They soak up all the pressure and they hit us on the counter. That's kind of what we started to do under Arteta, and mm-hmm. it's just gone kaput. It's like he's, he's given up on those fundamentals that got us to where we were. Um, you know, never mind formation, never mind personnel. It's the strategy. Uh, see, we, I don't know. I feel like we've maybe just abandoned it. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it was just stupid, just plain stupid. We all we all could see it coming, couldn't we? Yeah, a mile off. Yeah, I mean, it was all too predictable, really. Um, I was surprised. I was still a little bit surprised at how defensive Spurs were throughout. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why we didn't sit back with three at the back and say, well, yeah, you come and have a go. Yeah, because because Mourinho doesn't play like that. His teams don't play like that, mm. and I think they might have struggled if we'd have done that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's go through the lineup just in case anyone missed it, which is most unlikely if you're uh, an Arsenal fan not watching the North London derby or have at least looked up at it since the, the game finished. But we're Bert Leno in goal. Then we played with the back four of Kieran Tierney, Hector Bellerin, and then in the middle we had Gabriel and Rob Holden. 
then we had Bukayo Saka. No, Bukayo Saka. Uh, Granite Xhaka. Uh, Willian and Thomas Partey across the midfield. And then it was almost like we had two up front in Lacazette and Aubameyang, albeit Lacazette kept dropping deep like he did in the game midweek against Rapid Vienna. Um, so on paper, did you look at that team and think, that's probably our best lineup, or were you surprised to see some names in there? Uh, I guess I wasn't surprised to see Shaka in there, as he didn't play midweek, but yeah. also I was surprised to see Shaka in there because of how he played last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Thomas Party was a surprise. I wasn't really expecting him to be fit and it turned yeah. out he wasn't. Yeah, back uh, which is enough. just going to cost us massively now. So that was a stupid decision. Uh apparently the player pushed it himself. He wanted to play. Right. I don't know if you heard that. Um no. But yeah, look when when I saw the without looking at the formation, uh, when I saw the the, the name, so I, I did actually think that we might have been playing three at the back, but it didn't turn out that way. Mm. Um, I thought holding Gabriel and Tierney were, would be the three centre backs with Saka yeah. on the left wing back position and yeah. and Bellerin on the right. But yeah, it didn't didn't work out that way, did it? No, and, and so what's quite surprising is that we had a back four, which meant you could argue we wanted to be a bit more solid in personnel, in numbers, instead of a back three with wing backs. And yet we were quite cavalier in our approach of going forward and, and trying to be attacking. You know, that, that seemed like a bit of a mismatch in terms of the way we yeah. set up versus what, you know, the way that the game sort of played out. And you know what Spurs are like, once they get that goal, and it's classic Mourinho, they I guess they do just sit and block and defend and defend and defend. And it was so frustrating and on reflection, frustrating, but I guess it's a game plan that worked for them and not for us. In as much as it was so compact and we couldn't make a creative pass forward through the middle. I mean, we haven't got that player at the minute. That's quite obvious. You know, we've been crying out for a creative midfielder since the summer. So we didn't have one anyway, and any of the players that we did have that weren't up to that sort of level. They couldn't do it if they wanted to. So we kept going sort of side to side, side to side, stretch the field, make it bigger, move the players out, and yeah. nothing really came of it. So it was cross, 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 cross. Yeah, right? it, it was or, or set uh, piece. trying to overload, wasn't it, on the, mm. on the wings, uh, either getting the fullback overlapping or or um it was going forward and then being pulled back and and crossed in and i just don't understand this this crossing this uh well this This idea that arteta's yeah yeah this tactic that he's got um that he thinks you know does he does he genuinely think that that that's working for us or will work like if one goes in does that mean we're gonna just score every time we cross it or or every other time i don't think so yeah yeah and we've said it before we've said it before why are we why are we crossing the ball when the only player in the middle at the time seems to be Aubameyang and heading is not his forte it's not what he's good at it's not what he's known for he had one or two chances and he, he didn't head them with conviction because he's not alan shearer or said before olivier Giroud or you know whoever 
he's not that kind of player, is he? He's a pace, he's a pace guy. Um, so yeah. I, I just don't get it. If we had the right personnel in there, maybe, you know, I mean, some of those balls Tierney put in, and, and I think Xhaka, so Saka put through a, a few in. They were, they were quality passes, brilliant passes. Took the defence out, you know, yeah. but you haven't got the right man to finish them off because he's not just, that kind of player. They're from so deep as well, like far out. Yeah. I'm not opposed to putting the ball in the area or across the goal, but from maybe from a bit closer where, you know, you've got the chance of, and a bit lower down. So they're all headers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give, give Aubameyang a chance to cut across the defender and get at the near post and flick one yeah. in. Or, yeah. There's none of that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, I don't understand it. Mm. It was difficult. I can't see you... where we're going to get a goal. No, no, me, me neither. Unless it's a penalty or an own goal, <laughs> you know. Um, and my worry is, looking forward to the next game. It's it's burn. Well, not midweek, but the next yeah. Premier League game, Burnley at home. I think. I mean, that suit. That's going to suit them down to the ground. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. might not be able to score against us because they lack that quality in the attacking third but if we just crossing it in I don't know who they got at the back uh, James Tarkowski and um, whoever and they're just big lumps that like to head it out yeah yeah they're modern day Stoke (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so let's look let's let's just quickly reflect on pre-match because there was an interview on the Arsenal website with Aubameyang. Yeah. And it was kind of that that uh call to arms if you like. It was that sort of rally for a war cry from um from the Arsenal interviewer. You know, this is the North London derby. Yeah, let's fucking go for it. What, you know, give it to us Orba. And he looked like someone had just shot his dog. <laughs> You know, he looked so, so, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that empty. sad Keanu Reeves, John Wick look about him. Oh, you won't get that reference. No, nah, I'm, really I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a film guy. But yeah, he looked like uh, he looked like a Spurs fan who just realised that Sol Campbell had moved to the better half of, of North London. You know, mm. he had that for real. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah it was a... Uh, it was a strange one, wasn't it, for me? Uh, his body language was, was terrible, really. He yeah. was slumped in his chair. His hat was covering his face. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe that's fashion, mate. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, he maybe. just uh, didn't ooze confidence, did he? Um, Not at all. Uh, maybe he's... Well, I guess he is struggling with confidence, which is strange, because he's quite a, an extrovert character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I think he just needs a goal. That he does you know, from he o- does. open play. And we need a win in the league and maybe you know things will start to turn. Yeah. Do you think he's I lost mean, belief? I think he's lost belief in some of his teammates. Yeah, because there were rumors of a bust up, weren't there? Yeah, before, and uh, clearly a bust up before the rapid Vienna game. Which right. seems to have caused some friction, but in a just say what you think, everybody. You know, we need to get things back on track. Uh, and apparently, it was sort of 
tough love, but by the end, everyone was, you know, cool again. Then we had our mm. standard Thursday night beat some, you know, in this instance, what was it, Czech, Czech farmers or whatever, you know, 4-5-0. Yeah, we feel great. North London derby, back to normal. Um, uh, so that didn't really fix the problem, although you could argue that they, let's say, had more possession, they created more chances, but that's all part of the game plan. They were going to have more of the ball if, if Spurs were intentionally sitting back. Um, I put a tweet out, I don't know if you saw, on our uh, Twitter account, which is... At Blast Arsenal Pod. Make sure you're following it, people. Um, I said, does anyone think Orba's massively regretting signing that contract extension now? I've never seen him looking so flat or despondent. Regardless on, of our current form, you wouldn't get Vieira or Adams rallying the troops like that. And I stand by that because they are both absolute monsters and you know almost like i'm going to lead by example and i'm going to scream as loud as i can i know you don't need to be a screamer shouter to motivate and lead people but i think you want to get fired up you want that fire in bed you want your blood pumping your heart racing and i don't think all yeah. that kind of captain so I, could, I sort of put it out there and we had a a real mixed response i don't know if you want to hear some of them or whether you, you managed to see some of them um yeah, I'll re- fill me in it anyway yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll read a couple out at random um so guna underscore ds who is at guna underscore ds always like it when it's simple like that yeah, yeah yes love it love it he says even if he isn't he should know that some fans would think that i love him but you don't act like that in an interview when you're captain can't wait for captain tierney that's i mean that's a fantastic tweet i think because that's exactly the point i'm making if you had kt as captain He'd be like, "Fuck this, we're doing them, and we, you know, let's win this. Let's let's come on, guys. You know, almost that that you want that um, mold of like the famous Pogba pre World Cup final speech. If you saw it, where he sort of just took the reins from the manager and said, let 'Let's go out and, and win it.' Yeah, well, just to sort of talk about one of our own. I mean, there's a there's a famous story about when uh, Lee Dixon joined the club. And um, yes. it was, uh, again, the same game, Spurs. And Tony Adams pretty much had him up against the wall and said, we don't <laughs> fucking lose this game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This, this is everything. His throat, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. And Lee Dixon was shitting himself, thinking, right, OK, well, I better go out there and, and do the biz. Yeah. You just, you don't get that. No. I and mean, you did, don't get that. He didn't forget that. I heard that interview. He didn't forget it and he passed it on. You know, he made yeah. sure everyone... And he said, people like Lauren, they got it. People like Gilberto Silva, they got it. Henri, they got it. And I'm not saying the current batch don't. And I know football's changed and you can't be like that. Mm. But, not because of HR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Back-end snowflake. Um, you, you have to wonder who is Mr. Arsenal at... Arsenal you know yeah. who has that uh, red Arsenal blood where they're like this this is like life and death you know I know it's not and there's more important things in the world going on but who feels it in that way and I always felt Jack Wilshire was maybe the last of the yeah Arsenal. I was gonna say Jack was probably the last one because I mean I don't know if these new guys bring any either. of that yeah I mean Hector Bellerin is uh, I guess as Arsenal as you can get having grown up in the youth etc but it's too nice. That's not his. Yeah, yeah he's not, not his aggressive, style. is he? And I actually think that's the same for the other Hale boys. They're, they're through and through their Arsenal, but 
but their persona is too nice, isn't it? You know, there's there's no, you know, this is this is what we need to do. Let's read a couple of more of these out. Um, so Maria, who is at Kahima 88, says that shouldn't stop him from galvanising the team. Being captain is more than scoring goals. Excellent point. Um, Adrian, I love these ones. He's at Adrian 474-26055. Not sure if that's his phone number. Who knows? Who knows? Give him a call. He says, I think we should have sold him. I've always wanted and always wanted us to buy Austin Edouard, who I think is at Celtic, isn't he? Um, oh, right. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm not happy with giving players wages that much. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, but money shouldn't really come into it. If you're a professional footballer, you just do the biz. Um, and hey, let's choose another one at random. <laughs> Mikey, who's at Mikey underscore shoe, says no energy, but a thick wallet. <laughs> you cynic. Mm. So, I mean, on the other hand, like you don't have to be a gobshite and aggressive and, and shouting at everyone and barking no. orders to be a good captain. You can lead by example in other ways. And um, yesterday I was Bakaya Saka kind of doing his best I thought to to make something happen you know that that's that's positive sort of what you what you want really and also Lacazette as well I thought was quite yeah. aggressive yeah I love that um he was giving shift it. in and he was uh putting some tackles in that make you sort of you know show that should show the rest of them like look we're this here and we're up for it yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. But some of them don't get it, do they? Um, Shaq no. for me is one of them. I mean, I just don't think he gets it. Apparently, he commands respect in the dressing room, but I just. You know why? Because he is a shouter. He is a talker, and oh, what he's he just a moaner. Yeah, same difference. What he can't do though with his feet, he does with his mouth. You know what I mean? And I. It's weird. There is this weird respect perception of him. And I'm, I mean, Christ, better the uh, career than you and I will ever dream of. But you look at it in terms of a footballer's career, it's not really done anything, is it? You know, I don't mean that disrespectfully. He was, no. at, um, was he at Basel and then he went to Borussia Mönchengladbach and then he came to Arsenal. Uh, all right, Swiss captain, but with respect to Switzerland, what have they ever done, you know, yeah. uh, other than sat out of World War? So, I'm not really. Um, I'm not, nah, we're Italian. Let's not talk war. Um, I'm not really sure though why he commands this respect because it can't be on a. We'll take it to the extreme. It's not as if he's a Messi, a Ronaldo, even a Ibrahimovic. You know, the most arrogant man in the world. But you think you've won loads of stuff. It, it's a strange one, and somehow he he keeps getting in the team. And I just wonder is it because you're left footed and he wants balance down the. On the pitch. I mean, it's a bit of that. Yeah, he can pass the ball. Um, doesn't do it quickly and doesn't always do it forward, but it, it's usually pretty accurate. <laughs> he's better than he um, was. I don't want to make him a scapegoat. It's just... He's better in a, in a midfield three. I think in a two, he, he's Lovely. isolated and yeah. just struggles, especially Overrun. when he loses the ball. We can't he doesn't, fucking run. No, he doesn't have pace. I mean, there was one tackle. Uh, it might have been Kane, actually, that he ran across him, but it looked like he rugby tackled him. Mm. Uh, from about 25 yards out and I just thought you are no wonder you've had as many red cards as you have whilst you've been with us <laughs> you know so, some of those I mean I think um, was it Gary Neville on Sky Sports was saying something like he has about 38 
thousand tackles a game or fouls a game and he still doesn't even get a yellow card or something. It's true. Somehow he seems to get away with it. And and he does that classic, if I just sort of limp over and, and sit on the ball, it will look as a foul and I'll get the free kick. It, it you know, at the end of the day, it just wasn't good, was it? But um, he's just one of many I thought had a, had a poor game. Um, Do you want to go through some of the... Incidents. What highlights? <laughs> there are no highlights, but yes. I had to stop myself from saying highlights. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, other than the two goals, I was so angry, I didn't actually make any notes. Um, Do you know what? I, I completely agree. I struggled to make notes um, just because it was just so samey and obvious. Uh, yes. It was. There were one no... of my notes is I just wrote fuck off. <laughs> Is that aimed at an Arsenal player or Spurs as a club? Or no, that, that was after Spurs scored their second yeah. goal, I think. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the two goals in isolation, first of all. Because mm. we've got the um, Son goal, which, mm. you know, unfortunately is going to be one of those goals that will forever be a North London derby highlight um, on Sky Sports. You know, it'll be one of their yeah. classics. Uh, that they relive, and uh, will obviously unfortunately come out again later in the season when we have to, you know, play them again. But let's talk about that because again, it was kind of what we spoke about right at the beginning of this uh, episode, which was the classic Spurs sort of uh, master plan for this game. You know, they were sitting back and we were attacking. Uh, was it even from yeah. a corner? I have been. I'm, I can't remember from top of but well, uh, it was a cross, wasn't it? I think it got headed out. Yeah. Uh, yeah and see if I can have it, get it up here okay if I remember correctly it actually came into Harry Kane um, and Kane turns is it Gabriel I think turns in the wrong way yeah he just gets there a little bit quicker doesn't he yeah and manages to feed Son but this is like on the edge of the uh, sorry at the halfway line on the left side of the halfway line and um Son just runs towards um, the 18-yard box. And f- again, for whatever reason, and I've seen this before with Holden, you don't, back, want to so he likes to back off. you don't want to commit because Son's quick and he'll do you for pace. So absolutely don't commit. But at the same time, do something, you know, force him to make a, a move. But he says, backs off, backs off, backs off. And then he, he makes his decision for him. He does. He does. You know um, he wants to cut in. You know he wants to cut in. So show him down the other side. Yeah. And um, to be fair, it is a good strike. It is. I I always have reservations, though, or I, I, I lay a bit of blame at goalkeepers when it's that far out. Because I think you've got a bit of time to see where the ball's going and you've got time to adjust your feet and your positioning and your bounce and your jump. Do you blame any any blame on Leno? Uh, no, not I mean, not I know really. With Martinez have saved it. We've gone past that. We've, that's, well, that's, that's look, sales, but. I'm just watching it back now. Um, God, he hits it so early, like from far out. As soon as he cuts in, I just don't think he's expecting him to shoot. Yeah, he doesn't have time to adjust his position. 
Um, yeah, look, it shouldn't have got that far anyway. I mean, and do you know what else annoys me about that goal? What's that? Oh, it's that Kane and Son linking up again. Kane with the assist. How is that a fucking assist? Yeah, that's very annoying. He passed to him and he was on the halfway line. Yeah. That's not an assist. He's done all that work himself, if you ask me. Yeah. Anyway. I'll tell, tell you what hurt me the most. There's the famous uh, uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette celebration where they sort of shake hands, don't they, on the... Uh, on the halfway, or not on the halfway, sorry, they shake hands, don't they, with an arm behind their back. And yeah. um, one of the football accounts had, um, had basically copied it, but made it Son and, and Kane. Like they nicked it off us. It was a Son and Kane connection or something they called it. It's like, fuck right. um, The other thing with that goal is, and it's going to come up a few times, I'm afraid, but Hector Bellerin just seemed a bit all over the shop. You know, he wasn't in the right back position. Because yeah. he'd been further up the pitch, fine, yeah. being asked to be attacking. Um, but he'd almost then drifted into being the centre back whilst Holding had moved over to the right to try and cover Son. Yeah, and then he slips over. Yeah, he slips over. Yeah, I think positionally he was poor again from a numerous times caught out in his in the back there. And it's not the first time we've said that, and not the first time in recent weeks. And, mm. and it, but it is the first time that I'm going to agree with you. Wow! Yeah, let's get the sirens out. That is the first yeah. time. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's poor again, isn't it, from Hector? Um, he could do a lot that, better. Yeah, and after that, you could see his confidence was shaken because he'd made a few mistakes oh. passing. Yeah, he can't uh, take a throw in either. And he can't take a throw in. Yeah, I saw a stat, obviously, you know me. I think he's taken nearly one third of all foul throws in the Premier League this season. I'm sure already he's got five, which is the most in any of Europe's top five leagues. Uh, It's crazy. It is. I don't think I've ever done five in my whole. (laughs) It's mad. I do think, like, I I do think it's a stupid rule, but that's no excuse. But. It you should be able to throw it however you want to throw it. But as long yeah. as your feet are on the ground, I think. Exactly. Well, always he, say, just, you know, he doesn't seem to put it all, all the way behind his head, does he? he just no. It, and it the thing down. is, we said I've it before, been throwing that like, like that my whole life. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do it in La Masia. You know what I mean? Um, so that was the first goal. And, um, you know, fair play to Songs. It was a brilliant goal. But I do think that we were caught out positionally in defence. And then um, I guess it was the, the, you know, the next goal was on the, what, 45th minute? I think it was, just as we were approaching half-time. Um, yeah. another, another fucking Harry Kane goal, which now makes him the all-time top goal scorer in North London derbies. Which it's could gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, it will. It will. Um, you know, one of our own doing it as well. <laughs> um, it, it's, but it is another one of those where could we have done more? We didn't really learn from, um, you know, from that first song goal because it wasn't all that dissimilar. It wasn't, no. Um, um, talk through that comes, one? Well, yeah, we were on the attack. Uh, Lacazette with the through ball, I think. Uh, I don't know if it's a really good through ball or it's a really bad one. 
Yeah. I've paused it, and uh, the through ball looks like he's looking for Saka, but it goes past him all the way through to Hector Bellerin. Yeah. In the overlap. Yeah. It does make me wonder if he saw that run or not, but if it was, that's a really good ball. And then I guess Hector makes the wrong decision here because Aubameyang's looking to go on the outside and looking for the ball to be played across in front of the goalkeeper and between the defender. Yeah. Um, but he pulls pulls it back behind Aubameyang. Yeah. And uh, he stretches it. for it, but he can't get it. And then they immediately, they're on the attack. Four Arsenal players drawn to him. I don't know who it is. Is it? It's not Davison Sanchez, is it? Um Serge Aurier, Serge Aurier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, four players drawn to him, uh, and they're immediately out of the game because he plays it forward to whoever that is. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this? Sorry, Harry Kane. It's Lacelso, Lacelso, I think. Um, He plays it to Son, and then obviously Harry Kane goes on the. On well, the it's, overlap. A five, it's a five v two, isn't it? At one point, yeah. Um, you know, because um, we're overlided, we put too many players forward. Yeah. And of course, uh, we've got the old Thomas Party situation, which is a strange one. So we said he rushed back too soon. It was his own mm. doing, apparently. But he just walked off the pitch injured, didn't he? He didn't even go down, wait to be subbed. Yeah, I don't know why he's done that. Um, only he knows why he, he might not even know why he's done it but yeah that's what you got to do yes yeah I if mean, he's down I've... at that point with his hand up looking like he's in pain fair enough mm. right the rules state they don't have to put it out but they may well put it out at that point yeah what, what do you think uh i mean under normal circumstances you, like you say you, you could argue that you don't have to put it out it's a North London derby with Jose be saying, put the ball out. They've got a player down. No, There's no fans there giving grief. So I'm not sure we'd have necessarily benefited from it because um, I don't think they'd have been under any pressure to do it. That said, we do live in a bit of a different world where people are a bit nicer than they used to be. So it wasn't the feistiest North London derby I've ever seen. Maybe they would have. I don't know. Mm. Um, but... Regardless, I think he's come out and actually said, oh, I was wrong to just leave the pitch. Um, I think he literally walked down the tunnel, didn't he? Didn't even go and sit in the stand. Yeah, the second, after he was pushed back on by Arteta, then he went off again and just walked down the tunnel. Mm. So um, that that wasn't good. So yeah. no, that was that was the, the shit. What positives can we take from this match, if any? Because there's plenty of questions and we'll, we'll read through them in a moment and, and give our views. But what positives can you take from, from that match? Um, that Saka is the real deal, I think. Uh, yeah. Again, just he looks a class above some of the players and for such a young age, keeps trying it. Yeah. Yeah, don't you think? Um, I do. You know, he in such a poor t- to to stand out in such a poor team at the minute as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought in the second half, I do I appreciate that Spurs just let us have the ball. Um, but 
we did move it around a bit quicker. Uh, I thought Sabios looked all right when he came he on. He did. Um, what else was there? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the stats here from the, the game. And you have to take it with a pinch of salt because of the game plan that Spurs set up with. Mm. But we had 11 shots, two Spurs, five. <laughs> and they had three on target. Two of them went in. We only had two on target out of 11. But neither side created a big chance. I no. guess a big chance is defined as maybe, you know, within the 18-yard box shot at target type thing. I don't know. So I guess, all right, we conceded two goals. But we kind of kept them at bay as well. Um, but there's, well, there's yeah, two... In, in, sorry, in the second half, yeah. I mean, while they did let us have the ball, I'm sure they intended to break on us. And mm. uh, we seemed to nip that in the in the bud quite early um, yeah. and not let that happen, which which was better than the first half. So Yeah. And I, mean, I don't know about is... you. Oh, sorry, go on, mate. No, no, that's it. I was just going to say, I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like if we could just get one goal, I, I feel like we'd have the momentum to then nick another goal mm. um, because we were in possession of the ball. Even if we weren't creating lots of chances, you know, we yeah. were in possession of the ball. And, and I was just going to say, I mean, completed passes. We had 548 to their 194. So clearly the ball was with us a hell of a lot more. But this one's going to blow your mind. Crosses. Seven crosses for Spurs. How many do you think we had in the whole game? Well, I think it was around 44, wasn't it? On the money, 44. Well done. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy. A 44 the most cross. in the league, I think, this season. I mean, Jesus, that's just unbelievable. So, I you know, go on. Hear a worrying stat, though, that's cropped up on the internet, uh, that we've had the least amount of shots on target in the second half um, in all four English leagues. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a big <laughs> a big worry. I mean, say what you want about Emery, and I really was not his biggest fan, but we were known as second half FC. You know, we wouldn't turn yeah. up to the first half and we'd turn it on for whatever reason in the second. Um, but... Looking at the bench that he had yesterday, I was struggling to see who he would bring on to, to change anything. Um, yeah, let's have a quick look and just remind myself. On the Arsenal bench, we had Joe Willock, Mustafi, never obviously going to do anything. El Nenny, not really an attacking, well, not at all an attacking player. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Nketia and Ceballos, who both came on. And then the goalkeeper, Runison. Uh, yeah, I mean, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? The lack of quality on the bench. Um, there's, there's, there's two that are kind of strange there. Um, one is Ainsley Maitland-Niles, because he had a brilliant game midweek. I thought he was really good against Rapid mm. Vienna, which we'll come on to in a second. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know, his legs might have been really useful in getting up and down the pitch. Which, which obviously didn't, didn't get used. And one we'd spoken about pre-game, who didn't even make the subs bench, I don't know if he's injured, but Reese Nelson. I mean, everyone's yeah. crying to have a chance. Uh, mm. I, I don't know if he was injured, but he didn't even make it onto the onto the subs bench. So, look, it's been and gone. 
we've digested it. We've had 24 hours to digest it. We've we just got to move on and hope that we can turn it around uh, on on Sunday, it'll be, won't it, against Burnley? Uh, let's have a quick look. Oh, of course, 7-15 game. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really don't get why we keep getting that that time because there are other teams that are playing midweek as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess you could argue it's a benefit. You've got longer to, to stay fresh and, and rest up. But there you go. Um, should we talk quick questions that we've received on, on that game? Because it was, uh, it was some, some pretty damning feedback that we got. Uh, well, yeah, it tends to be how it is when we lose. So It is. On. Let's go. All right. So, Stephen at Canada. Here this we gonna, go. This is going to oh. hurt you, Goodly. Bellerin, question mark. Oh. Oh. <laughs> just leave it there. Which is funny, because that's what he says. Bellerin, question mark. I would just leave that one here. It's clear to see what Arteta is trying to do, but even he has admitted he needs new players and the ones that he, he had, and the ones that he has coached as much as he can. He needs to swallow his pride now and go back to playing the system that suits the players we have. And then in January, we'll in deal to get the players we, he needs to fit his system. I believe it will come and he will get there, but simply most put, most of our squad just aren't good enough. Um, so let, let's break that down. Bellerin, he's obviously kind of, yeah. you know, maybe he's had enough of, of Bellerin. I think uh, final it Seems that way. You're still yeah, Bellerin? I still think he offers a lot, especially going forward. Um we just need to find any uh, that balance, you know, uh, defensively, really. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't um, defend the fact uh, how, you know, how badly he's been defending recently. But there we are. Yeah. Okay. But if you're a right back, your primary job yeah. is to defend, isn't it? Is to defend. So, yeah. We said that before. Um, albeit the the modern, you know, fullback does have to attack as well and you can't be all over the pitch all the time but you just need to try and drum up a connection with your you know your defenders I mean again talking about Dixon Lee Dixon uh, mm. you know he, he has said I, if I went forward I knew that the players behind me or next to me would come over and fill my spot so Tony Adams would move over yeah. one or Martin Keown would move over one or Boldy would move over one, but that allowed the rest of the team to go forward, knowing if anyone came down that mm. side, they were covered, and vice versa with Nigel Winterburn on the other side. I just don't feel yeah. like we 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 have that. You know, I, no. I read I read somewhere that um, the famous back four and George Graham, he literally had rope tied round yeah. their stomachs, and you know, all four of them were connected by this piece of rope across the across the pitch. So that they knew if we moved, we all moved together. And if we move that way, we all move together. And if you move forward, I'm coming over with you. And, you know, it's old school tactics. And I doubt they do that sort of thing anymore. Um, you know, I doubt they even do flipping defensive tactics full stop anymore, to be honest. It's all about how can we get up the pitch quick enough and just, you know, pass the ball out from the back. Anyway. Well, yeah, well, I mean, one positive that we have sort of been working on, I think, uh, is set pieces defensively uh, I think we're probably one of the best in the league weirdly yeah. right. I don't think we've conceded from so, a set piece this season I read right yeah so so that is a positive to take from mm. you know it's, I know it's slim picking 
means, but we've got to find things to to keep keep the keep the fans and the listeners uh, positive. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, Until we beat. play Burnley this weekend, we'll probably set piece specialist or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. The other parts of that question, uh, it's clear to see what Arteta's trying to do. Even he's admitted he needs new players. Well, I mean, we, we ain't got many weeks to wait until we can start dabbling again. Um, uh, he needs to swallow his playing the system that suits the players, which is kind of what we said at the top of the show that. Mm go back to three at the back and hit them on the counter like like you know we had been previously um so yeah that was uh steven from canon chatter yeah I, I do wonder if what arteta said the other week about needing four or five new players mm. uh to improve the team to to be able to do what he wants had an effect on some of them yeah well maybe put a bit of a rocket up, up their ass no uh, kind of the opposite effect, I think. Oh, okay. As in, worried. Them. Oh, I'm not. You know, made them feel sorry for themselves. So oh, I'm not yeah. good enough, am I? Yeah. You know. Um, because it's not normally how Arteta would answer a question like that. He would normally back the players that he's got. Uh, mm. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, you. You. I think you're right. I mean, I look at. I look at Aubameyang and you think it's not a happy camp at the minute because we're not winning. We're not doing well. He, he thrives in a happy environment. You know, that's oh. why he didn't like it at Dortmund in the end because it got sour. Um, and, uh, look, I, I think, look, you know, when he signed on, when he signed the contract, he put a lot of pressure on himself, I think. You know, that he wants to leave a legacy and be known as a legend at the club. Mm. And and maybe that's weighing a bit heavy on him. Yeah. You know? Maybe that he's thinking I've got I've got to find these find the goals. I I know he's not really had the service, but uh, I don't think it's helping him. Yeah. Yeah. Um right, who else have we heard from? Artetary, who's at George I always get this one wrong. At Jord Ahalu. Hello, my friend, because he always gets in touch. Or she. Don't know if it's a he or she. He says, or she says, uh, what does Arteta <laughs> see? Oh, you know, you've got to be equal. What does Arteta see in holding for which he sent Saliba away? Uh, okay, so this is about four questions. So let's look at that first one. What does Arteta see in holding uh, that he doesn't see in Saliba, basically? Um, and unfortunately for me, I can't answer that because we've not seen really seen Saliba play, have we? That's the problem. No, no. Uh, I guess just experience. Yeah, no, he knows he knows the Premier League quite yeah. well. He's you know he's been with us for a few years. Uh, um, I think Rob Holding's yeah, got a good we, mentality, isn't he? He does. Strong, yeah, strong, you know, he's, strong head. He's he's probably the most old school defender that we've got really at the minute not just because of his hairline can play no <laughs> no um, yeah I think you're right maybe it's the experience um, that will come with Saliba hopefully and we don't end up doing a nabbery on him uh, right one of the other questions he asks is what is Xhaka's use apart from passing sideways he can't take free kicks set pieces or shoot he can't drive into the box we need our Gwendo back, being Gwenduzi, or Arteta leaves. Six losses in a space of weeks can't be more sickening. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, difficult times, I guess. So what is, uh, we're, what is we're that? so used, we're not used to this, are we? Like, I think nah. as a fan base, this is hard for some of them to to uh, sort of take. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough season, and we're probably going to, as a club, stick by Arteta. I think, mm. um, unless it gets really, really bad, but. Yeah, you, you're just going to have to put up with it, I think. Um, yeah. What is Xhaka's use apart from passing sideways? You can't take free kicks, set pieces or shoots. You can't drive into the box. I don't agree with all of that because he has got a good shot on him, actually. He's just... Yeah, he probably doesn't do it enough, does he? No, I was going to say. I can't remember the last time I saw him have a shot. No, no, rarely take shots, but he can do it. Um uh, and yeah, I guess we covered some of what, what he does. I don't know if Guendouzi's the answer, if I'm honest. I mean, he's doing quite well at Hertha Berlin, apparently. So that that's great. That's kind of the best for both parties. He's developing. And, nice. um, you know, he'll be a better product for it next next season. So, OK. Uh, or a sellable asset. Or a sellable asset. Yes, absolutely right. No, that's we're selling for cheap, but you know. Um, we've already had a question from and- Andrin. Oh, no, we haven't, or have we? No, we, we have, we have. Andrin at Andrin47426055. How could I forget? He says, Which players do we have to sell, in your opinions? Yeah, where do we. Oh, God. Where do we start with this one? <laughs> <laughs> quite, um, quite a few of them, I would have thought. Uh, Matt Macy, that's one for you. Yeah, bit of money in that pocket. <laughs> the old uh, third goalkeeper. Socrates, yeah. I think. It's time for him to go. Yeah. Uh, Mustafi, Callum Chambers. Kalasnos. You see, the irony is, what, four, five of those players? We'd say four and a half, but certainly four of them, I don't think, have started a game for Arsenal this season. Mm. Um, and therefore, they're having no impact on our current playing performance. So it's almost as if they're not the problem in a way. I'm not saying they're the solution either, but it's not as if selling them is going to make us play any better. Do you know what I mean? But I agree with you. Yeah. They all need to go. They do all need yeah. to go. Um, it's the same old thing. We just need to get rid of the dead wood and use that money to buy one or two good players. I don't yeah, know. I mean, just, yeah. yeah, we've got a hope that we can find another Gabriel, find another Thomas Party and... And, and get some better than William. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking of recruitment, and we'll stick with it. Um, Mark Tyler, who's at Mark Gibbons 4, he says, at what point do we question the recruitment team about why they spent £30 million on a player who is apparently worse at defending than Rob Holding? I'm assuming that's at Gabriel. I have to say, Mark, that could not be further from my opinion. I thought Gabriel was... I think he mean, again, I think he means William Saliba. Ah, right. OK, then, Mark, I stand corrected. And yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm in a bad place, man. We lost to the North, North London lot. Um, yeah. Look, the Saliba situation's a weird one. I, I don't get... I guess he just he's just not ready he wasn't yeah. ready and 
they made a poor decision. I don't know if well, he can be drafted in at any point. In January, you can sort of adjust your your squads, right? You, who's registered and who's not. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff like that. So he's either going to be in the squad or he'll be loaned out. I think it'll be the latter, personally. Yeah. So and I think from a recruitment team perspective, if I'm not mistaken, he signed, was it last January he signed? And then we... Or was it last not not last summer the summer before even when he signed and we loaned him back to Saint Etienne for the season. So, given it was that long ago, I suspect it was probably the old recruitment team as opposed to the current one that that signed him. But your point is still valid. Why are we spending thirty million on a kid and then not playing him or, or yeah. not including him in any way? I mean, it's madness to think he's not good enough to play in the Europa League when we're smashing them four five nil, no trouble. Surely. Surely he could have played in some of those games. Yeah, you would have thought so. Um, yeah. I mean, if Mustafi can get a run out in those games, then... I just beggars belief, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, right, another one from Jonathan Coffer, who's at Original J Coffer. He's an OG, he's an original. He says, would you take Allegri now? Right now, yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Would uh, you take Allegri at the end of the season if things are not any better? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends. I how, just feel like how far. you know it's there's going to be teething problems, so to speak. You know. Mm. Do we want to be that club that just keep hiring and firing? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at Man United and I think they've done a really poor job since Sir Alex left of uh, not not just the managers that have brought in and replaced and sacked and but like how how they've given money to these guys and they've spent it everyone so if another manager comes in in the summer he'll have an idea of who he wants yeah and he'll, he won't have the budget that he wants but he'll have to try and bring you know and it, and it just it'll keep going around and we'll, we'll yeah. just i think you have to believe that there's a plan um and the club have to stick to it yeah. for a bit yeah and just yeah. we just have to hope that it gets better yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't think, we said before, it's not a quick fix. And um, I guess we just give him a bit more time to try and implement his plan with the players that he needs. Um, so, yeah, Allegri might have to wait a bit longer. And I hope he does, because if he does, that means that he's doing a good job with Arteta, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows, in January, so, so we could bring someone in that, that could have that spark that we need. Yeah, yeah. Just just going forward, just to get us a few more goals, to, to win us a few more points and to move us up the table. And then people will start sort of, you know, changing their minds again, I guess. Yeah, I guess the danger we've got is if this slide continues for too long and the poor performances continue for too long, there's only so much selling the vision and the dream of Arteta and Edu that the top, mm. top players are going to want to hear. Yeah. Because they're going to look at the team and go, 
you're worse than you were last year. Why the hell do I want to come to that? All right, you're in London. All right, I'm on big wages. But I want to play for a team that's going to win something. So, you know, we've become a less attractive proposition with every season at the minute. Mm. Uh, right, let's let's rattle through a couple more of these. Last few. Gary Nichols, who's at Gary Nichols 945. He says, it's not getting any better, is it? William is a complete waste of space. Bellerin is useless. And poor old Rob Holden being hung out to dry. And please don't tell me the second half performance was better. Well, Gary, we're not going to. But as for the other points, William is a complete waste of space. Bellerin is useless. And poor old Rob Holding, he's not too bad. That's my opinion anyway. Right. I think he's different. <laughs> he, loves, he loves a bit of Bellerin, doesn't he? Well, yeah, I'm not going to keep going over it. No, (laughs) no, no, exactly. I I do think he offers something going forward and it's better than nothing. It's not, uh, I don't think it's our biggest problem that we've got. Well, no, clearly the creative one is. Yeah. Because he was part of the, he was part of the team that, uh, you know, up until recently was the best defensive record in the league. So whilst, I'm losing my patience and faith in him, if I'm honest. He still played a part in that small victory of being, you know, what, that, that defensive unit. Um, I always felt he was a better option than Ainsley Maitland-Niles at right back. But I'm starting to think, is it time to leave him out? And sometimes when you leave a player out, it refocuses their mind a little bit, doesn't it? Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, uh, I think we've we've spent long enough going through all of that. Let's really, really briefly talk about the uh, midweek performance because it was a fantastic result against Rapid Vienna. Um, let me just remind myself because uh, I've completely forgotten who scored the goals. Unless you can, Diddley. It was a nice four-one win at home. Ah, of course. How could I forget? A game full of enthusiasm. Lacazette with a blinder. Yeah, uh, that strike uh, moved, the ball moved about a lot, didn't it? I think uh, the keeper's not done himself much glory there. But but yeah, it was a bit of a rocket. Um, And that's, he's uh, he's capable of doing that um, once a season. So (laughs) So that's that. (laughs) So that's that. Um, Pablo Mari. Back from yeah, injury. Good to see him Life back Heather. as well. Uh, thought he played all right. Yeah. Tidy. Yeah, he is. He's, I think he's a solid, tidy player, you know. Yeah. We'll see whether see how much he plays this season. Could you see Arteta playing two left-footed defenders in a back three or four together? Yeah, in a back three. Yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah. Because obviously he's done it with um, Tierney there, isn't he? So, you know, yeah, and, I don't uh, think he, he does. Would... Sorry. No, no, to say, I, I can't see him displacing Gabriel. So, no. But one of them, or, you know, Gabriel probably play in the middle over the three. Yeah. Pablo, Pablo Mari can play on the left. He's got a good left foot. Um and he gives us something else that we haven't got, and that's a bit of height. Yeah. Yeah. And if and we're going to allows... keep crossing it, stick him up front. Yeah, yeah. And that allows Tierney to play as a left wing back then, doesn't it, naturally? 
instead of mm. shoehorning, you know, Saka in there or, you know, even bringing back Kalasinac for it. So, I, yeah, I was really impressed with him. Then we had Eddie and Ketia with goal and, of course, Emil Smith-Rowe, who was probably offside. Yeah. Anyway. Nice I loved him. that. Um, Ketia goal I thought was brilliant. Uh, it was just a great, great counter, thing, wasn't yeah. it? Um, it got a bit lucky with the rebounds that fell to him, but it was all nice one-touch interplay. Yeah. It, it, was makes, the... it made me wonder, it made me think that, and I appreciate that they're a lower, much lower level, right? But then this is kind of like our second team. Yeah. And I was just wondering, is this the plan? Is that how he wants us to play? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that they're getting it more so than the first team are. Yeah, just because it's a bit easier because the opposition aren't as good. But yeah, do you know what I mean? Do you think um, that's well, that's what we need? I know we can't risk injuries at the moment, but do you think maybe we need our strongest eleven to play a game in the Europa League, smash a team, play good football, just to build some confidence of? Oh, I forgot what this feels like. You know, maybe get a Bamiang in there to score a goal or two, just so he's like, oh, I finally scored, well, right? Maybe maybe in the next round. But because you've got one game left. Much point in the group stage, no. Not even for morale? No. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Comment. I don't see the point. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see the point. It, it's, it's just, it's a nothing game. Just just get it done out of the way. Give some players some experience. Keep some fringe players uh, fresh and ready yeah. to come in when they need to come in. Yeah. Fair enough. And we've got Dundalk away uh, Thursday, 5 to 6. I always find that a really random time. It makes 6 o'clock. Um, yeah, I don't get but, that. Uh, yeah, I guess a dead rubber in as much as you'd think we'd win it. But even if we don't, we're through anyway. So I, I expect to see a very inexperienced one, if I'm honest. Um or an opportunity for those coming back from injury. I'm still not sure when Martinelli's due back. Um, I don't know if you know, but this probably going to be... I don't, but he's uh, been stepping it up in training, I think. He has. Uh, he has. I mean, uh, it was rumoured that it would be January. Yeah. So it probably still will be, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd have thought so. Um, so, look, it's been a shit week, but the good news is we've got the... Uh, the Europa League that always um, sort of brightens things for us, doesn't it? Um, mm. So I, you know, Arsenal don't let us down. Don't let us down with that. Um, so yeah, that's that. And then on Sunday, as we mentioned before, we have got Burnley. Um, who? Let's have a look. They're one of our relegation rivals. <laughs> We're fifteenth and they're eighteenth. Uh, you're laughing now, but I am, I am. Um, and I guess the only positive we can take from that is whilst our goal difference is minus four, theirs is minus thirteen. So you know, there's yeah. every chance, every chance we might get something out of that game. Um, I did a quick, quick math earlier. Oh yeah. And I worked out that if we keep up this points per game ratio, yeah, we'll end up. We'll finish the season on around 
42 points. Oh, God, that's depressing. <laughs> they say 40 points is the magic number to stay up, don't they? Yeah, so we'll be all right. So we can continue our consecutive uh, league seasons in the top flight record for another season. Let's hope so. Mm. Let's hope so. Um, uh, what are your predictions on that one? Let's have a prediction, mate. Come on. Got to go for a win. Yeah. It's got to be. It's at home. So yeah. home. 2-0. Okay. I'm going to go 1-0 to the Arsenal. Yeah. Because I've I I snapped watched, someone's um, hand off for that. I watched Burnley against Everton. The second half, anyway. They, they looked all right. They looked all right. They looked pretty solid. So they'll be difficult to break down again. Yeah. yeah they, they, play, they play on the counter. Um, but yeah, they they don't have much up front really. Saying that, I, you know, you watched probably <laughs> Chris Wood will probably score a hat trick. Yeah, although the difference is, uh, I feel with Gabriel, with Tierney, and whether it's maybe David Luiz or or Holding, I kind of feel like we've got a bit yeah. of steel at the back that we didn't. Yeah, have they can handle that physicality. Physicality, yeah. Better, yeah. So I I don't worry so much about that. Again, I just worry about our ability to score. Mm. That, that's that's my biggest concern. Um. So there we go. All right, mate. Yeah, should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up because uh, it's been uh, another tough one. But we hope next Monday we can come back and say how fantastic it was to get a positive result midweek in the Europa League and on uh, Sunday night, 7.15. It would be lovely to turn up next Monday with something positive to talk about. And we can eulogise over how fantastic the passing was, the scoring was, the interplay. Amazing. So that's going to be my Christmas wish <laughs> or early Christmas wish because the last ones haven't come true yet. Um, so that's that really. As ever, I mentioned before, don't forget Instagram, Twitter. It's at Blast Arsenal Pod. And uh, do us a favour. Tell your friends about us. Why not? That should yeah, be a yeah. Christmas present to us. Um, and finally, Diddley, we did say right at the top of the show, but don't forget, next week we're going to talk about our Christmas competition to win a yep. prize, prize bundle of Arsenal goodies from from current and yesteryear. Oh, yeah. Basically, it's all the old shit we've got lying around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want the crap so that we've got more space at home, enter the competition we'll get some new bits in there as well i'm sure but um yeah yeah same, there'll be some same mystery some after blast, one. blast then, from the arsenal stickers and stuff like that can i can i call that money can't buy blast from the arsenal i mean yeah this is it they're not available anywhere else so exclusive exclusive uh yeah i'll just say if we say mystery arsenal prize bundle then we don't have to legally say what's in it and we can just put any old shit in there. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, if you get a scarf from 1994, probably worth some money, actually, now. Best keep those. Um, right. That's yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on eBay afterwards to see yeah. if any of it goes up on there. That's it. Put it towards the transfer key. Right, mate. That's it from me. Right, Anything mate. from you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, 
Premier League Two Player of the Month nominee, Nicola Moller, that we signed in the summer. So that's good. Yeah. It's good to be winning at something. That's that's what I think. Yeah. Show um show Matt's done. And FA Cup winner Matt Smith played his 14th game in a row for Swindon Town. So that's good. He's getting uh, some experience. Yeah, game yeah. That is good. Is that young? What, you're 18? Something like that. He's really young. 17? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's really, really young. So um, there we go. Right. We're going to love you and leave you. Thank you. And we will speak yeah. to you next week. Yeah, thanks for your feedback back and your questions appreciate the love indeed bye ciao ciao you're listening to blast from the arsenal